All right, I'm going to take this hayseed out of my mouth. <laughs> Didn't really have the uh, sweetness I was hoping for. Kind of bland. How's it going, eh? It's going pretty good. Excellent. What's new in the world of the city? I've just been working a lot. Mm-hmm. I can't remember a time I've ever had a an office job that I worked this steadily over the day. Mm-hmm. There was just there's a ton of stuff that has to be done daily, as opposed to a ton of projects that have a deadline out there somewhere. Right, and so you just sort of work at your pace. Mm-hmm. I mean, is... <laughs> not really. My... Uh, my pace is no, too no, not slow, now. I mean, so... in those types of things. Oh, I see. I no, would... but I just tend to procrastinate and fool around for mm-hmm. a long time during the day or over sure. multiple days before the deadline looms, and I try right. to crank it out at the end. Mm-hmm. Like we were, as we were talking about any school projects, mm-hmm. if uh, if you let them go at all, it's it's going to be the last week before you get to it. Mm-hmm. But I learned in my last art history class i think the final art history class i took that there is a pattern to working on things early to uh to having this uh series of revision deadlines instead of just well it is good to start this project early yeah i mean no shit but (laughs) but really that class taught me a methodology to plan out an essay specifically or a term paper specifically but I think you could apply it to a lot of other projects that can go in stages like that. Any writing project, for sure. Mm-hmm. So the first thing to do is make the plan, <laughs> not make the outline, which is always what I thought of as generating the blueprint for whatever it was for the essay or something. And if it was too no. close, I didn't even bother with that. I just winged it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wrote notes about you know how many, like I could, I, I wrote paragraph topics and then just quickly modified that as best I could and then yeah. banged it out based on those topics. Yeah, sounds familiar. You, but you can't do that with a, with a term paper because you have to have cited sources that you have actually researched, <laughs> that, the, <laughs> that, that you're actually pulling resources from because, or references from, because mm-hmm. uh, many a professor will actually check your references yeah. if they care at all. And I knew that this one definitely would, but she was also the one saying, I'm going to teach you how to do this starting early with a plan. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was really, really helpful. It was, it was very good. I, I have known, if not put it into practice all the time, kind of how to do what, what we flippantly have said to each other, right, is just starting early. Yeah. So if you want to know some tips, I will happily pass them along after the show. Ooh, keep it a secret. Here on, it's just called Two Brothers. This is too elaborate to, to go into now. We don't have uh, that much time. I need oh. some food. Well, if you want to send us an email, you can... Oh, no, no that's too soon. <laughs> <laughs> we have more time than this. Yeah. April Fools. April That sounded like an explosion at the old Simpson place. Does <laughs> the explosion really... Does it, does it impact you? Do you understand what that is? <laughs> <laughs> this is not a video show, but I am James. And I am Marcus. Yeah, welcome yes, to indeed. the show and the Rural Report. Okay. 
go. <laughs> so I'm sitting here in the barn on a bale of hay. Actually, I'm sitting on across several bales of hay. And uh, in, in response to you saying, we need to find a better recording studio than the car. I did. You, yes, I did. You, James. And, and I said, well, fine. I'm just going to go out to the barn and sit on a bale of hay. I just didn't expect you to put it into practice right away, so... Oh, good for I'll you. Put it in practice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you folks are listening to the dulcet sounds of one million frogs. I don't hear them on our connection. So over the phone, it's pretty yeah, well, well suppressed. We'll I doubt it. We'll see. I doubt it'll be, but yeah. <laughs> the delightful hum of the frost fans at the blueberry farm nearby, and every once in a while, you might hear some clip clop of yak hooves <laughs> as uh, one of the yaks is kind of just looking at me through the through the gate there. She's kind of moseying back and forth because mm. she knows I'm here. She's like, well, maybe he'll give me some grain. <laughs> a handful of grain. It's like a sweet treat for them. They are hopeful creatures. They are. Ooh. The electronic moo uh, <laughs> of a vehicle on your side. <laughs> trying to compete with <laughs> Well, there are regular the hot riders barreling down 14th Avenue. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the other thing, speaking of the rural report here, Ice on the windshield this morning. It was down to like 31 degrees, I guess. And then it was 83 in the house by about 4.30 this afternoon. So that yeah, was a big, big switch. A little switcheroo seemed, for the last uh, few days. It seems like the desert for that. That's weird. Yeah. Because we would have, it, what when we were living outside of the big urban area, we we experienced those extremes. It, was, it could be very cold at night, but then toasty in the day. Mm-hmm. Especially if you were, Tears. say, going to church and getting back into a car after a, a couple hours in the hot, hot sun. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dressed up in your polyester finds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For much well, too long. Indeed. Let's move forward with the approaching my music share. Mm-hmm. So I've, I wouldn't say rediscovered, but re-stumbled upon Pomplamoose recently. Mm-hmm. Who I've I've liked since I um, since I first saw I think it was all the single ladies I believe was the very first Pamplemousse I saw and they they had changed it, that was back when it was just Jack and Natalie doing their thing was he and now they've got a whole team was he shaving his hair yet um, his head? yes in that in that one he was okay. so twelve years ago they started mm-hmm. this scraping oh she's <laughs> scraping her horns on the post over there. Single Ladies, and then the Earth, Wind, and Fire uh, September, mm-hmm. which I loved. Mm-hmm. I love that one that still. That was a very good version, yeah. really, Very good cover. Yeah, and really fun to watch. You know, they just have right. having a blast yes. with it. But then I recently uh, started listening to some of their new stuff, and they've been going all along. And, and then, you know, you and I just watched their recent one of um, it, talking about their finances. Mm-hmm. And holy crap, I had no idea. <laughs> Not even any idea whatsoever. Well, you, to... to back up a bit you told me about that i didn't actually watch it but you oh i thought you said you watched their welcome or their something something video i thought that was the one no no when i established my patreon account there's a welcome video from jack on that i see that everybody gets okay you oh i see so that's how you knew that he's he founded um patreon well i already i already knew that but i didn't know it right away i didn't i didn't know it when i started learning about patreon was much later. I see. Hmm. But there was a thing before Patreon. What what was the what was the thing that creators were using before Patreon took over so bad? Hmm. So so I don't know. so heavily. What was it? I wouldn't know. <laughs> Pull away from me. 
Uh, if I think of it, I'll put it in the show notes. Anyway. So they, they recently did a video about their finances. They came um, just they were celebrating and, and like being kind of in amazement and and oh, what would it be? Grateful mm-hmm. that they're in this position now. And not only are they, you know, multi, multi, multi millionaires, you know, Patreon is almost a billion dollar uh, industry now. Mm-hmm. And he's the CEO of, sure. you know, they, they transfer like 23 million a month yeah. to patron from patron to yeah. the patronage. A very small amount. And, mm-hmm, and I, in mm-hmm. turn, mm-hmm. collect none of that money. I send it out to other creators that I like. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I, yeah, I nice. patronize other creators and it just funnels through. And I think probably, mm-hmm. I know at least one of them does the same. Yeah. Uh, I forget what that's called in economic terms. You know, the, the dollar isn't just spent once. It's, mm-hmm. It goes through, you know, a dollar cycles through. Many I times. don't know. They mention that on Pitchfork Economics every once in a while. I've, mm-hmm. I forget. Yeah. So then they also, as Pomplamoose, are making tons of money now oh. with... Um, singles that they're putting out and uh, you know some from youtube they have over a million subscribers mm-hmm. um but that's a smaller portion you know it's like somewhere between a quarter and a third is is uh, singles sales and uh, almost that same amount is like um their their patreon their patrons maybe it is the majority is patrons then singles and then merchandise and you know uh, other other things mm-hmm. you know but they went um from like six years ago I don't know, losing money in a sense, uh, to like, you know, 2 million the next year to, this is after, you know, 12 years they've been doing it on YouTube. Uh, so six years of, of nothing and then a slight profit and then like a couple million and then like 10 million and so forth. So 2020, they made like 80, $89 million is what he said. Uh, That's amazing. Damn. Um, in the sense that it's, it is amazing. And they're very uh, happy to, to kind of spread it around. You know, they're, they're paying their uh, other musicians that they're hiring and, and their production teams now that now and all that kind of stuff. Honestly, $10 million in a, invested in bonds and, and index funds would allow me to have a comfortable lifestyle for the rest of my life. And then everything else could mm-hmm. just go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I've sort of, I've back of the envelope calculated it several times. And I was just thinking, well, if I did win the lottery, what, what would be a decent living, but not a ridiculous yacht money or something? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like nesting yachts. (laughs) Well, not like car collector money kind of thing. Just, Uh I could afford a house in a city that I enjoy living in, be able to work on any project or job I would like to without having to worry about finances and yeah. be able to have a fair amount of spending money for things like books and meals and experiences. Right. Mm-hmm. Like not my own private jet, but the ability to travel probably multiple times a year. That that sure. sort of thing would be, in, mm-hmm. uh, and I probably could do it for $10 million would be probably plenty to do it but really mm-hmm. at 90 or a hundred thousand dollars i don't know what it is now the the level where you're where the logarithmic curve uh, approaches the asymptote where it flattens out for what for money buying you happiness no oh, i see <laughs> at the lowest level it it actually buys you a lot as you get more and more money but mm-hmm. then it levels off 
uh, fairly flat. It's, it starts to flatten mm. out significantly at about uh, some, like 10 years ago, it was $80,000. So I yeah. imagine it's near 100000 right now. But still, mm -hmm. thinking about wealthy people, it just doesn't seem like a lot of money. Oh, no. Yeah. That's... And it's not that, right. and it's not that they found that more money did not give you some extra measure of happiness. It's that it gets lower or it gets less the more you have. Like it's a tiny amount from yeah, 1 billion to 2 billion. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Imperceptible, probably. Sure, sure. And then there's Hank Hill. I mean, admittedly a, a cartoon, mm -hmm. but still, you know, he's got his his niche and he's, yes. you know, quite happy with right. that, you know, with his lawn. Well, I'm sure and, he's. Uh, and, his, and his job. Yeah. They, they probably have paid for their house and planned mm -hmm. for a modest retirement. And they mm -hmm. will generally hang around Arlen to most of the mm -hmm. time. Yeah. And hope for grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was mentioning a couple of Pomplamous tunes that I really like. September, The Romantics, uh, What I Like About You. That's a, a newer yeah. one. They did Everybody Wants to Rule the World. That, that's a really good one, too. I like that. There's a really nice version of something. And the way she moves, that one, the Beatles. George, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really nice. I, I like that one quite a bit. It's pretty. It's just the two of them. Again, it's very you know, relatively new within the last year, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but it's just the two of them again huh. instead, of, uh, instead of the big team. Real intimate. And um, what else? Oh, they do uh, Mr. Blue Sky. That's really fun. I actually... I think I might like it better than ELO's Ooh. version, <laughs> but it's real close. It's just oh. you know a couple of differences. Oh, that's high praise. They, they don't do they don't take too many liberties with it. Yeah, pretty pretty neat. And then the one that's my music share is a mashup of I Will Survive and Maroon Five uh, Maroon Five's This Love, and that's a, a real funky, cool version. Uh, just I listened to it several times today. I I like it a lot. So here you go.
very cool. Yeah. And that's the whole team. They got the the extra vocalist uh, Annie Case, I think, is the, the featured uh, vocalist along with Natalie. And nice, nice stuff. And um, uh, Nick playing way up high on the tiny strings on his bass, on his four string bass, but he's doing a real high solo at the end. Huh. There. Pretty cool. I can also play some pretty hot licks too. You know, the kind that are just way up high on the tiny strings and you mash your fingers on them. Me, Yeah, that's good stuff. I am on the lookout. I'm on the hunt for a new list maker, a uh, replacement for the reminders app. Because that thing is, a, is becoming a, uh, a pain. And I just want something. I think I may have settled on Google Tasks, but I'll give it a. I'll try. I've not tried that yet, something so relatively simple. Let me know how that goes. Well, you, yeah. yeah, let me know how it goes, but I'm trying to divest from Google as much as possible in the next few hmm. weeks. I'm, I'm very close to signing up for some alternative email service and Ooh. trying to get out of Gmail. Interesting. ProtonMail is top of the list so far. Okay. Well, good luck to you. I'm not keep hooking you back in, but... Yep. Let's see. I have quite a few Gmail accounts mm-hmm. from way back in 2004-ish yes. when you had to get in- invites. Right. I'm not. And I invited myself and so, some of over the, and over. Uh, the commercial stuff is can, the spam type business emails that you have to sign up with. And I generally have an account that I use for things that I don't necessarily plan to use a bunch, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But ProtonMail will give you five email addresses at uh, their mm. like the the first non-free tier uh-huh. and so i think that's i think that's enough i can just switch yeah. if you want to fight corporate monopolies if you want to if you want to fight mergers <laughs> and acquisitions it's got to be got to break some eggs i understand and now let's end this meeting on a high note <laughs> Oh my god. She was from History of the World Part One. She was so brilliant. Indeed. Can't every every moment on screen was a delight. Absolutely. Did you say the email address? No. You could send (laughs) you could send your high notes to bros at it's just called two brothers. They can be any kind of notes if you want. Doesn't matter. Yeah. If you tweet. You could tweet at things, but uh, our our Twitter handle is at IJC2B. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be back in a week. Yeah, that sounds about right. Let's say let's give a heads up and uh, say that we may be shifting to a different release day given that um, days off are changing. So, yeah, we'll okay. see what happens. Hey,